Let's value the Australian way this Easter at Coles. And to help make your Easter shopping easier, we've added thousands of extra home delivery windows and thousands of extra click and collect windows. Shop online at coles.com.au. Millions of despairing men, women and little children, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. You cannot shake hands with a clenched fist. Produced by a nuclear exchange would be carried by wind and water and soil and seed to the far corners of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. We're not saying that planet Earth is coming to an end. We're saying that planet Earth is about to be refurbished, spaded under, and have another chance to serve as a garden for another civilization. Most of the people in here are just your reflections. They're your mistakes. 1776 will commence again if you try to take our firearms. One million of the planet's eight million species are threatened. You are what you repeatedly do. Therefore, excellence ought to be a habit, not an act. Your lives and the credibility of the United Nations is at stake. Epstein didn't kill himself. The reason this is such an interesting time is not only because we're on the threshold of the end of this civilization. They're trying to take you out with bullshit. The experience of the past two years has proven beyond doubt that no nation can appease the Nazis. To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. In the language of the US Department of Defense, these are unidentified aerial phenomena. Roswell's a very interesting place with a lot of people that would like to know what's going on. Uh, there is very compelling evidence that we, uh, we may not be alone. This is the Garden of Doom. Welcome everybody into Garden of Doom, and we've got a really special guest this week. I know I say that all the time, and I mean it all the time, but those of you who have been a listener for a while know that I'm also a wrestling fan, and I know that a bunch of you who know me and, and listen to the show it's because you know me from wrestling projects that said this is not going to be a wrestling show but my guest is in fact vincent the horror king he's currently wrestling with impact wrestling uh, you probably you might know him from ring of honor as well he is the leader of horror inc and the righteous um he does his thing and those of you who know i'm a sizist knows that, that he's one of those examples i cite that breaks my ism uh, cause I just, I just, I just dig the whole act. I just, I just think it's really cool. And he's the horror king for a reason. So Vincent, thank you so much for agreeing to do the show and, and coming into the garden of doom. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Happy to do it. No, it's really cool. Thank you. Uh, we were introduced by PJ Black, who was on, I think episode 50, it was either 50 or 52. Um, so, uh, they were coworkers in ring of honor and probably other places as well. Um, and PJ, uh, told me, you know, there's a lot of guys in this business who are really interesting and probably would be good for your show. And I'm like, well, tell me who. And the first name he said was Vincent. So, uh, <laughs> it took a little, Thank you, PJ. <laughs> yeah, it took a little while to, to get this going, but, uh, yeah. I'm appreciative. Yeah, here we are. So the hierarchy, 
it's 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 not just a nickname. It's it's that that's your thing, right? Yeah, um, you know, I I kind of you know there's passions that I have for certain things, and you know, wrestling is always one of them, obviously, and uh, horror movies, true crime. I love all of that stuff. Um, I collect a lot of like horror movie memorabilia. Um, I have been into horror films since I was probably about six or seven years old. My mother actually got me into it. She's a huge horror fan, uh, still to this day. Um, so it's always been kind of like a big part of me. And uh, I have a multiple stuff. I, I have uh, one of my favorite movies of all time is The Lost Boys. And I actually have uh, two of the jackets from the film that are in uh, shadow boxes, actually in this room that I'm sitting in right now. And I'm looking around as I tell you these things. Um, I have one of the uh, props from Puppet Master um, that was screen used. I have uh, a lot of the Halloween masks that were, um, one was screen used, the rest are replicated. Uh, I have a ton of different stuff, like Creep Show, Turn Clowns from Out of Space. I love all the, like, you know, the 80s, like, B-horror films I always thought were the best ones. Um, <laughs> You know, there's a lot of good ones that are like current as well, but um, I, I I tend to kind of lean on all the older stuff um, more so. But we're all we're all products of you know when we were young and maybe a little bit before that. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I grew up in the '70s. I was born in the late '60s, so you know, mine would be like The Omen, The Exorcist. I'd go back to you know Rosemary's Baby, Great. you know, Jaws, Alien. But yeah, I mean, yep. The Lost Boys has one of the best ending lines in, in movies because you think that the grandfather's clueless the whole time. And I forgot the name of the town, but it was like Long Beach or something. Santa Carla. Santa Carla. Okay. So he goes, yeah, yeah that's the problem with Santa Carla. All the damn vampires. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great line. And there was always that, like, suspicion of, like, <laughs> for a while on, like, um, in the horror, the you know, the cult following that a lot of those movies had is, like, was Grandpa a vampire this whole time? Like, was he the one? Like, there's a lot of, like, weird, like, conspiracies of, like, does he drink out of the, is, when he's drinking at the end, is that, a, like, blood that he's drinking? Is he a vampire? Or, like, there's all a bunch of different weird stuff about the ending. But, uh, yeah, definitely one of the, one of the great lines um, in that, in that film, for sure. A lot of, you know, that movie, I just love, like, uh, big fan of the wardrobe uh, and, like, the music, the soundtrack for that film. Just the whole, like, aesthetic of it and the feel of it is was just like so well done um you know even the way the film opens where like you know it's kind of that helicopter shot of like going over the coast and then you get to the boardwalk and you see like where the boardwalk is where most of the film is held um that aerial shot just a lot of that stuff is just so cool the way they kind of did all that stuff and it's funny because i remember watching that as a as a kid and just, I was always like, you know, to that, to me as a kid, they're, 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 I thought they were adults. Yeah. But when I got older and you watch the movie back, you're like, oh, they're all kids. They're mm -hmm. all like high school kids. Right. Like, you don't even like, it's one of those things that like when I was a kid, I didn't even like, you know, really think of that. You know what I mean? Maybe because I'm just a young kid. They're so much older than me at that point. But now, you know, I'm older and I watch it. I'm like, oh, they're all like, like 17, 18 year old kids that are like, Runaways, I felt know? the same way. I mean, when I saw Taps and Red Dawn, those to me were yeah. young adults, but they're high, they were high school kids. Yeah, it's still, yeah, yeah. So it's all it's all perspective. Um, yeah, that that movie also was one of the first ones that really took horror and comedy and mixed them perfectly. I mean, 
I don't remember what year it was, if it was before or after Gremlins, but Gremlins did that well, but it was it was still in that very Spielbergian way. It was it was mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I think it, it took some rumination to realize you're watching a horror movie where Lost Boys always was, and I, and like those the Evil Dead movies, I'm pretty sure they came after Lost Boys. I, I'm not sure that you would have gotten the green light on all the Evil Do- Dead movies without uh, the Lost Boys being right, right. Yeah. And, and it's funny because uh, like in the Lost Boys too, I, it's it's funny because it's only like one like visual kill scene in that entire film, yeah. and what's when they're in the tree or whatever attack everybody at the beach they have those surfers but like that's literally the only part in the entire film where it shows them physically killing anyone in the entire movie which is like cool you know what i mean yeah. everything else is like kind of you know that it shows that the aerial camera of them flying and they like take somebody away or whatever but they never like physically show them killing anybody until that very scene um, which I guess made it that much more powerful when you like kind of build up to that moment, and then uh, yeah, it's a, it a real good blend of that like you know subtle comedy, you know, with the horror genre still there, but like yeah, definitely. And I like definitely the gothic, you know, the clothing. I, I mean, I think that the underworld took took that to the next level and sort of was an homage. Yeah, yeah um, you know, it's funny because I have one of the uh, the jackets. Um, it, uh, from the film, I, I can actually show it. See, I don't know if you can see it, but uh, it's right there. Oh yeah, I can see it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and I got the soundtrack in the middle there. But like that jacket at the top is one that I always kind of loved as a kid. That I always saw it, and I was like, "Man, that jacket's so cool!" You know what I mean? I'm like, "How can I get that?" And like years later, like there it is. You know what I mean? Like so, it's like oh, like they got a lot of like. Uh, there's a lot of like places out there that do like you know they have like a wardrobe sale or like a, you know like a Warner Brothers wardrobe sale or like all these like threads of people that like sell like screen use stuff or like close to screen use stuff like stuff like that I always kind of like you know I like to collect that stuff like same thing with true crime like a lot of true crime stuff I love like um, uh, you know big into like the Charlie Manson like case and all that like stuff and the the aesthetic of that obviously i don't agree with the stuff that he he did or (laughs) you know backing but like just the you know it's just like to want to know more you know what i mean about those kind of things is uh, always interesting to me well how a person can influence that many other people to do some things that are so extreme like he never lifted a hand he never he never committed a single murder directly right and it's that and i think like you know it's it's, it's funny you say that because uh, I was having this conversation with uh, uh, Rhino, <laughs> actually, because uh, he is very much into, like, true crime and forensic files and all that stuff. And uh, we were talking about, like, it, it's like you watch his interviews uh, with Manson's interviews and you're almost, like, um, fascinated with the way he talks and with uh, the way he is that you want to know that so much more. And he doesn't, obviously, in these interviews, he doesn't let you know as much as you want to know about him uh so he, there is this like like you could almost be like oh i can see how a young person could be easily you know pulled in by this guy you know what i mean if you're yeah. not aware you know what i mean like it's it's there for sure you know um but yeah it's definitely uh interesting a lot of those like things i always like and i love to watch um there's this guy uh, i'll give a shout out scott on tape on youtube we've chatted a little bit on instagram actually and i actually sent him a message and just said hey man you kind of keep me occupied when i'm like traveling and stuff he's got a youtube channel where he goes to like all different locations from horror films or true crime 
places and he goes and drives and he gives like details of like where things happened or like you know this happened here and yada yada they shot this scene here but it was actually this over here and this is very very interesting and uh, he, he has a good youtube channel it's called scott on tape he's really good um but i always like i always i always on his youtube channel to see if he updated any videos and he keeps bringing me back and stuff but it's good but i'd like I myself like to visit a lot of those places while I'm on the road, like for wrestling. And if there's any time in between like shows and stuff, like I'd like to try to like drop into some of those places and check them out. Yeah. There's so many documentaries now. And, and I mean, it just seems like everybody's looking for something to, to, to mm-hmm. fill their time. The, the vow, the, uh, the gift, uh, heaven's gate, you, you, you know, it's yeah. not just cults. It's, you know, anything. I, I mean, yeah. People say wrestling is a cult. I'd rather be involved in that cult than, than probably another. Um, me doing me doing this little podcast as a way to you know sort of channel my particular insanity right, in, right. in a direction. But uh, did you watch the show Mind Hunter on Netflix? You know, <laughs> excuse me, I did, and um, I couldn't believe how well. As a lot of those actors filled the roles of, of all those guys. It was, yeah. it, was, it blew me away, man. The Edmund Kemper, like, like you know what I mean? Uh, John Lane Gacy, like, even the Manson one was crazy. Oh, yeah. um, all, those, all those actors, like, blew it out of the water with all those, like, the, like how they looked and stuff. I was like, wow, they nailed it with like, yeah. that. But very good, interesting show, for yeah. sure. Underrated show, I think. I mean, unfortunately, yeah. it's only two seasons, but... They don't really end on cliffhangers, so it's okay. But um, right, right. It's it's and it's timeless because it's already from the past, from the seventies. Right, right. I uh, interviewed um, retired, obviously chief of uh, NYPD detectives Joseph Pirelli, who was led the task force that solved the Son of Sam case. And in the beginning okay. of that whole thing, there was you know all the satanic ties and whatever. And he's like, yeah, no, it was just kids fucking around. It's uh, it was there was not there was nothing to that. But the funny thing is, he goes, I don't think I ever told anyone else this. Um, so I guess I broke news of sorts, is that they consulted with a psychic. And the psychic said, "There's gonna, you're going to find a sports car, red and black. It's on a road, but not a road. And, and he's like, everyone dismissed it. Because first of all, they knew the car they were looking for was like a yellow, you know, like a sedan, like a family car. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they really weren't sedans the way we think of them now in, in 77. Um, they're like all Chrysler LeBarons and whatever, um, right. and K cars. And it turned out that the two of the people who got shot, it was a man and a woman. Oh, that's why the psycho also said a man and a woman. And up until then it had been only women who were targeted, but it turns out they were just the opportunities, the victims. Uh, right. So it was a man and a woman in a, in a red car with a black, um, convertible top. And the, they found the car on like an, entrance ramp to a highway or an exit ramp. I can't remember which, but a road that's not a road. I mean, and he's like, so I don't know. I mean, that, that, that's a little freaky. That was really specific and no one knew about it because it didn't, it didn't happen yet or or they hadn't. Yeah. So it was, it was crazy. Anyway, that's like, I I think that's, I, this, this is garden of doom. I've got the sister show that's called garden views. It's on the same feed. And the only reason that I have, I call them two different names on the same feed is because over the life of the first year and a quarter of the show, I did a bunch of interviews that I felt were like more like almost like news than sort of like fun and, and they can overlap. But Garden Views is for more of the mainstream stuff. And I've been doing a whole, I'm trying to 
I'm trying to enlist like these lawyers in different kinds of international law spaces to try to figure out a body of law now and extrapolate it to what will be the law of space. Um, and maybe we'll have a good, you know, a, an enlightened part at the end where we try to not repeat the mistakes of the future, at least suggest ways that we don't re- repeat the mistakes of the past, rather. Because otherwise it's the British East India Company, right? I mean, mm-hmm. So anyway, I don't know why I told you that. But, um, That's cool. That's interesting. That's <laughs> um, so let, let's get back to, so what was, which movie hooked you on horror, which is, which is the one. And then when you went back, I mean, obviously you're younger than me, so I'm going to guess you're in your thirties somewhere, right? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm 36. Okay. 36. Exactly. So I'm 53. I'm not shy about it. I have gray hair. I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> Listen, I've known people who were gray and totally bald from the time they were like 20, you know, so that, that means nothing, but, uh, yeah, yeah but, um, so which was the first, which was like your formative movie that you saw and you said, um, that's it. You know, it's, it's, it's tough to like really nail it down because there was just so many that I was watching at that time. Like I, I still remember actually, you know, I'll go back to Lost Boys real quick, but I still remember, uh, you know, at my grandfather's house with my um, two cousins and there was a VHS of the Lost Boys. I just remember being in the living room and seeing it. And I still distinctly remember that opening scene where it says like the Lost Boys of the Water and stuff. I still remember that to this day. I was super young. But uh, some of the other ones that I distinctly remember a lot was Friday the 13th, uh, part four and seven really stuck out to me as a kid. Uh, part, part four is with the Corey Feldman when he's younger, and uh, part seven is the, the girl with the uh, telekinesis powers there that control everything. Kane Hodder's first, Friday the 13th. And um, Creepshow was another one that I remember as a kid. And uh, now that I'm like, older, my favorite Friday the 13th is still one of them is part four. And the other one would be part six, which is with CJ Graham, which is Jason Lives. I thought was a really good one. As long um, as it's not Jason in space or Jason takes New York. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and as a kid, I didn't mind Jason takes Manhattan so much as a kid. But, you know, older, it's kind of like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not the best. Um, <laughs> But it's funny because you still watch it, you know what I mean? Because you got to watch all of them at least. Um, but uh, those are the ones that kind of stuck out to me the most. So it would be like Creep Show, Friday 13th, 7 and 4, and then um, the original Halloween, of course. Um, and I remember, you know, as <clears throat> a jump on the Halloween thing, as a kid, I never really, I, I, I seen part three, Season of the Witch. I never really cared for it for my whole childhood. You know what I mean? And then when I got older, I watched it again and loved it. And I love it still to this day. It's actually one of the movies that I watched every Halloween. Because to me, I feel like the third one has such a Halloween season feel to it more than the other Halloween movies. Like, they're obviously Halloween involved. But, like, certain certain Halloween movies, like Halloween Part 4, uh, The Return of Michael Myers or The Curse, uh, no, The Curse is Part 6. But, uh, Part four has like a very Halloween night feel yeah. to it. So I like part four a lot. But part three was like, I mean, you got to kind of watch that movie and like just respect it as a movie on its own without relating it to Michael Myers so much, which is where it got most of its hate from, you know? Yeah. But uh, 
I, I enjoyed Season of the Witch a lot, but yeah, if we're going back to like ones I remember that was Pop 4, Final Fantasy 7, and Creep Show was definitely one of them, and probably like the original Halloween. So I'm a Halloween 2 guy. I will I will never betray Halloween 2. That was, that's the one I grew up with. I'll, I'll never the forget OG, the... The original one. Y- well, yeah. 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 I, love, I love Halloween 2 as well, yeah. With the knitting needles right in there, and, and of course, yeah, Jamie Lee. And, and like the, just the... Um, the thing I like about Halloween 2 is like how it carries through Halloween 1. Yeah. Like it's the same night. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty cool. I always yeah. I always kind of dug that and how they did that too. But yeah, I, I love Halloween 2 as well. That's a good one. Halloween 3 always, I mean, I know that it was done on the cheap and it was, it just felt like it was, it just felt like it was a 70s movie, not an 80s movie. And, and yeah. have you ever seen Strange Brew? Yeah, yeah. Where it's like the crazy scheme to rule the world by mm-hmm. tainted beer. I just yeah. felt like Halloween three was like the horror version of Strange Brew, and I I couldn't yeah. get past that. Um, but uh, th- there's there's a great like sometimes there's great movies in an idea, and it just needs to be executed. I'll give you an example. This is probably the last six or seven years, definitely within that time. I I, I consider it a horror movie. I don't know that everyone does, and it didn't get a lot of play. But Brightburn, which was a, okay. a movie about. If Superman was, you know, basically a, a prepubescent kid and like a normal kid sort of going through puberty, wanting attention, you know, told he can't use his powers, they're first developing yeah. and basically went crazy with hormones and superpowers and basically turned to evil. The way the movie was done, it was just OK, but there's a great movie in there. Like there's, Right, right. And, and I wish that somebody would take that and like at the end, it had a very The Omen feel where nobody yeah. knew Damien was that Damien. And it's like, yeah, he's sort of in a blanket, you know, yeah. you know, looking like, and that this kid, he was in an ambulance. They had the emergency blanket around him. But yeah, The the, the Omen to me is, I, I love those slow burn, eerie movies. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, slow burn uh, with anything. I mean, you know, you can even relate that to wrestling stories. You know what I mean? Slow burns for things are just like, Break, you know what I mean? Like if they're done just right, you know what I mean? Like it, that's always awesome to do. Sure, when you guys threw Melvin through his 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 game hey, show yeah, uh, yeah, ladder, yeah, yeah. That, that yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that that feud had a slow burn, you know what I mean? For sure. for a while, that feud kind of carried. So, but I mean, to me, that's that's the part of of, of like the entertainment that I like, that I enjoy those storytellings and all like the little details in between and. Uh, the whys and whens and whatever, you know, the reasons for everything. Like I, I that's, I, I enjoy that part of it. Yeah. You know, the stories, that's a, I mean, it's a creativity. Yeah. It's like, I, again, I don't mean to, to, to drag you into wrestling too much, but a lot of times like there's a big, you know, obviously you hear it all the time. Oh, it's, it's pre, it's fake predetermined. I, I actually think that the amount of skill sets f- to be, especially a TV and live professional wrestler is yeah. yeah I'm not I'm not saying that you know Terrell Owens is isn't a better athlete or or is but but there is no but you have to a be athletic two you have to have a pain tolerance three you got to remember the moves and keep track of time you have to work to the camera when you're supposed to you need to ignore yeah. the cameras when you're not supposed to you have to work towards the people when you're supposed to you have to ignore the people when you're supposed to you, yeah, yeah. you need to come up with characters three, yeah. you need to come up with stories you need to have charisma no wide receiver needs to have charisma no quarterback needs to have charisma no shortstop needs to have charisma or work on the storytelling i mean there's so much encapsulated so many skill sets encapsulated 
into it, it may be the hardest combination of skill sets to to take it to to the top level. And you know, like I'm not trying to be marky here. I, I mean, I I know what wrestling is. Obviously, I've been watching yeah, it for yeah. almost 50 years. But I, I think that that the amount of skill sets are, are overlooked by the general populace because they go, oh, it's wrestling, you know, Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, blah, right. blah, blah. But right, right, right. Anyway, so enough about that. Back to back to horror and other things that, that, that uh, we like. Okay, so one of my classic favorites, um, and it's, it's, I rewatched it recently. I still like it, but I, I, don't, I don't recognize it great, but Gargoyles, yeah. like from 1972. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's good. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like, like I said, like all those older films are are great. Um, I haven't seen it in in, in a long time, um, but yeah, it's definitely a good one, man. Like, I found it on Tubi for sick. free. Yeah, that was yeah, a- like you know what I mean? Like all those like hidden gems too. Like not many people probably know Gargoyles. You know what I mean? Like right. it's, you know, um, it, it's another one that has kind of that cult following. It's just like those the movies. Uh, Ghoulies, like yeah. Ghoulies and Trumpet Master and all that stuff, like all those have like that underground kind of following that are actually really popular, you know, within that, you know, cult following of horror or whatever. Well, I love movies that create like a mythology that build a world. And I mean, Gargoyles completely made up a mythology about Gargoyles, which is, you know, right. almost nothing to do with the architecture and, and all of that, though. I, I, I love it. I mean, it's almost more like the, the Book of Enoch with the with the Watchers than, mm. than this, uh, that, but uh, like Hellraiser created this entire mythology, right. the Cenobites, I, I, Hellraiser, I, I yep. love that. Did you um, see Midnight Mass on Netflix? I have not. No, I have not. Yeah, you need to. Is it is it worth a watch? It's worth it's worth watching more than once. I mean, the performances okay. are great. The characters, I mean, there's a, there's a character. Her name of is Bev Keen, and honestly, she's she's the best heel in the business. Um, awesome! I'll have to check it out. Yeah, and the the well, I'm probably not giving anything away since the thing's been out for close to a year. But the vampire reminds me a lot of the gargoyle. From Gargoyle, and that's one of the reasons I went back to watch Gargoyle, and yeah. it, it, it's definitely modeled after the same kind of design. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, so many things are like recycled in people's own visions or versions of what they are. But like, yeah, for sure, probably that's probably spot on. Oh, and I appreciate it. I, I love, I love the homage, but it, it, it's great because it ties in. I mean, basically through the whole thing, people are citing Bible verses just in sort of a bit of a twisted way, but it's not always. Yeah. It's not always twisted till what happens happens till 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 right. till the TNT till Wiley Coyote finally does ignite something, you know. <laughs> it, it, until then, now it, you, it, have you ever seen the film um, Cat People? Yes, yes. Okay. Natasha Kinski. Well, now, now, yeah, Natasha. Uh, I had a crush on her in that movie. Of course. Uh, not Malcolm McDowell, yeah, that's a that's a so as a kid, my favorite animal was a black panther, and it always has been, it still is. I have a black cat just because of the fact. <laughs> um, so that, and then like you know what I mean, that just made it like even better. That it's like about you know the panther and the black leopards and stuff. Oh, the but panther pulling the zookeeper's arm right out, and the yeah, sinew yeah, snaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's, it's a zookeeper is funny. That zookeeper. Um, is I don't know if you remember uh, watching Tales from the Crypt back in the day, but uh, um, he is uh, Judd Campbell in 
the episode of Death of Some Salesman in Tales from the Crypt where Tim Curry played like a whole family in Tales from the Crypt. He, he plays like the mom, the daddy, and the daughter and the whole like house. And it was like that performance blows me away. And I watch it, I've watched it a, a bunch of times. And just like, you know, all three of them are in the room at the same time at multiple times. So just like the fact that he was able to be each of these characters and like different voices and different movements. And just like, I'm like, that's like amazing to me, like to be able to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's one thing to play like, all right, I'm going to play this character now. And then later this, this, you know, this character gets killed off, but then later I'm going to come back as this character, whatever. But this guy's literally playing like a mom, a dad, and a daughter and like all three. And it's just like amazing performance. But the guy that they end up like the salesman, they end up like kind of kidnapping and like, uh, torturing basically is uh, you know that guy from Cat People that gets his arm ripped off in the cell. But yeah, Cat People is one of it's another one that I've actually been watching. I watched it a few times like recently, very recently, and uh, I love that movie. It's a very underrated movie. And the, uh, what's his name there from Home Alone is a uh, main character too. The the dad uh, oh. who, who plays in Home Alone. I forget his name, but uh, yeah, he's in it. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty good cast, man. It's a it's a yeah, that was like an eighty-two, I think, or something like that. Yeah, it was. It was. It was definitely old because because yeah. the the amount of nudity was very exciting to me at the time. I remember that distinctly. Um, yeah, I like watching the old movies because uh, you you know you sometimes catch hidden gems like like in Gargoyles, Scott Glenn is in it. He's you know a, yeah. a supporting character, but not a major character. Um, yeah. But it's just fun to see. Like I was looking, I'm like, is that David Carradine or Keith Carradine? Do I know the difference? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, it's Scott Glenn. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool when they have stuff like that, like in those kind of movies. Oh yeah, and I definitely, I mean, you know, you, if you watch like you know anything the the British movies, because there's like 200 British actors, so you see them in everything. Right. You know, the guy was Walter Frey in Game of Thrones. He's all over the place. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So, all right. So we have the, we have the movies, but uh, I mean, given your age, probably, you know, you, you probably, you know, were right around what, like Saw, Hostel, Scream. Those, those were probably the movies that were coming out new when you were, you know, like a teenager. Yeah. In the nineties. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like Scream's 95, right? Yeah. So Scream, which is my wife's favorite movie, actually. Um, Scream was one. I loved the first Saw movie. I actually saw the yeah. first Saw movie in theaters, and the when he stands up at the very end of that film, um, it was just like, like amazing. You know, I'd never seen anything like it in any movie, but prior to that, um, and it just was so good. The ending of that film was so so good that after when they started making all the other ones, it's like you just can't. No right. matter how many like different ways that you can kill somebody, that ending. Is never you're never gonna get bigger than that ending. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's nothing that can touch that ending. You know, like the 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 reaction from the audience when he stood up when I was there was just like you know, nobody could believe it. You know the whole thing because nobody had guessed it at all. You weren't even. You, I didn't think twice about that guy laying on the floor. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't think twice about it. But like it was a very very good ending. Scream is a fantastic movie. The first Scream is awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, so it was probably around like the saws and the hostel. I didn't care for a little too, a little too much for. I'm not a big gore guy. I'm not mm. a huge like gory guy. Um, I feel like saw the first movie had just enough of it 
where but they also did it in a way where like a lot of stuff is like slash cuts like you know what i mean but like it was just enough of it like hostile is too much you know i'm not really big into like you know gory gory stuff where like devil's rejects is one of my favorite films too oh yeah that's you know, there's some there's some gore in that like i guess like a little bit more raw like looking but like it's like hostile is just like another level of it you know yeah. like, so. Like Hellraiser, um, when the guy was being built from the bottom up, I mean, that that got hard to look at, but it was yeah. necessary. It was necessary for the story. Right, right, right. It, you kind of just understood it. Where, like, a, like a hostile, I feel like they were just like, let's cut this guy's yeah. Achilles because everybody, because that's really gross. And, you know, and uh, so I wasn't, I was never big on the hostile films. I only saw the first i never seen anything after that. And saw, I think I saw the last one that just came out. The jigsaw one I did see. I didn't mind it actually, and um, it, I saw one and then two. Two I didn't mind either. I thought it was okay, um, but anything after two I just didn't, you know, really bother with. But uh, like I said, that first one was so really good that you know, and two was well done. But I was just like, yeah, after two, it's pretty good. But like you know, where do you really go from here? You know, and again, they had a lot of good actors and actresses in those films too. Oh yeah, they, 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 it's always fun to see where people start and where they go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, this movie here, actually, uh, Night of the Living Dead, yeah, um, nineteen ninety, um, is my only favorite zombie movie. I don't, I'm not a big zombie guy, right? But uh, that movie, I always loved. I actually got to visit the location where the farmhouse is um, and the cemetery that was used for that film. So that's Tom Savini's version of it. Um, and that's my favorite zombie movie of all time. And I'm not even a big zombie guy. I just, I don't know. It's basically the black and white one, just redone in color and, you know, with a couple different things, you know, kind of more of a modern, you know, like spin on it. But like... I don't know, for some reason, I just like putting it on sometimes. Like, I don't know, I, I like that movie a lot. So, And it's weird because I'm not a zombie guy, but I enjoy it a lot. When I was growing up, I don't know what people were thinking. The, the standards were so much different. I don't know if it's better or it's worse. But when I was at summer camp, they showed Night of the Living Dead to all of the campers, all of the kids. I mean, and you had kids, uh, you know, as young as like five, as old as probably 15, you know. Right. And, and I mean... They shouldn't be showing that to us. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. At least it wasn't sleepaway camp. I didn't say it wasn't. It, 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 <laughs> in, in, in fact, sometimes we take canoe trips and we'd like sleep on these, you know, on these islands because we, we, you know, we'd really camp. And you know, and you're an island yeah, in the yeah. middle of you know lakes in Maine, and it's summer. But you know, in the summer in Maine, yeah, it, you yeah. know, it gets down to fifty-five, sixty, and there are things that go bump in the night. But I don't know that. Yeah, yeah. But that was fun. But it was. I mean, I don't think you could get away with that today at all yeah. i remember um when blair witch project came out i thought that like that movie kind of like freaked me out a little bit when i first saw it and uh it was uh it was pretty interesting um and just like you know the guy standing in the corner was like frightening <laughs> and uh, at the end uh, yeah, the and, uh, I, I thought i thought like you know because i was kind of like it might have been like you know 12 or something like 13 maybe but uh I thought that was pretty, like, creepy. I thought that was a pretty creepy movie when I first saw that, that film, yeah. Because, like, you know, you just, like, imagine getting lost like that. You know what I mean? It's just, like, holy smokes, you know? And then, like, they're in the tent oh, yeah. here. Basically, like, you just heard, like, things bumping in the night, like, you know, stuff in the background. It's oh, pretty, yeah, that was a scary, scary movie. And I think I was, like, mid-20s. So, like, you know, yeah. you're not allowed to look like you're afraid when you're in your mid-20s. I mean, you've got to look like you're cool with it with the people that you're with. And, and that, right. that takes a lot of energy. 
<laughs> so yeah, um, I, I so these days there's there seems to be two different types of horror. There's sort of the slow burn, and then there's well they brought they brought back the slasher films with like Malignant and Halloween Kills and Texas Chainsaw. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really think much of any of those three movies. Right, and then you got the ones I, I don't know what it's called, but the CGI sort of like the you know the quick motion, you know the like, right. and then you've got your insidious and you know, and your conjurings which uh, yeah. i know i know they've had a thousand of them but the at least right. the original ones seem to be a little bit more like your early 80s 70s kind of slower For burn sure. i think yeah I, I, I mean i enjoyed the first conjuring movie yeah. <laughs> um, it was pretty cool and plus i lived in Rhode Island, uh, you know, pretty much the whole life. And like the actual conjuring house is only in Barville, which is like 30 minutes from where I lived. Um, so I was able to go there and see that. So that was kind of like a cool thing, just in addition to like, you know, what the movie was about. Um, Insidious. I liked the first Insidious. I thought it was, I thought it was fine. Um, I wasn't a big fan of, uh, you know, I say this, but I, I didn't, at first, I kind of liked Malignant when it started, mm-hmm. and then I was just kind of like, oh, it was okay, and then like saw some more of it, and I was just like, yeah, nah, not my thing. Nah. There was a lot of CGI in that movie, yeah. um, and uh, yeah, just Halloween Kills, I actually liked. I didn't hate it, but I, it's not like I loved it. Um, there's a couple scenes that I, I didn't, like, I did really think I enjoyed, you know what I mean? I like when, like, he puts the mask back on in the street and it's just like a cool, like, scene with the music and like, you know, it had a feel to it. It was kind of cool. You know what I mean? Cause if you're like, if you're like someone who's like me, who like loves, you know, horror and like grew up on the Halloween movies and stuff, and you love them so much. Like when you see that happen today, um, you know, and he puts the mask back on. It's just like, oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Michael's yeah. got his mask back on. Yeah. It means business, right? That's, like, the whole thing. But, like, you know, it, 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 certain points in the movie had its, like, you know, cool parts, you know? Like, I wasn't a fan of everybody chanting Evil Dies Tonight. But that was kind of corny. It was. And, uh, you know, like, stuff like that. I was just kind of like, ah, uh, you know what I mean? But, like, there was some cool stuff in it. As, like, a... As, like, a Michael Myers and Halloween fan, like, I enjoyed it, you know, like, um, but, uh, you know, uh, I, I, each, uh, Resurrection, I can always do without, um, I didn't like Resurrection at all, um, H2O, I really didn't care for either, part six, I don't hate, uh, <laughs> I know a lot of people hate, like, the Curse of Michael Myers, part six with Paul Rudd there, but, uh, I actually don't hate it that much, I think it's cool, and I think, I liked his, so like Michael Myers went through like a, like there's different versions of him, like the mask changes a couple, like a little bit in each one. And like part six, whoever played him and like the mask in that one, I really thought he looked like cool. He looked like very menacing. And it was like, it was whoever did that one was like, so I, I guess it might be just like the aesthetic of him that I really liked in that film that makes me like it, I guess, you know, but, uh, you know, like part five, I, can't like i don't like the mask you know he's got like the long hair and it's like balding up here yeah it's like it just doesn't look the same you know what i mean yeah like the, you know in part four is mask it's like the, the one that you buy at like a cvs and it's just like the all white like you know but like the you know they all have their little like different changes throughout the films of different masks so it's like and that's why in my case here i got like 
the first mask, the second movie, and the sixth one, because those are my all my favorite masks throughout the franchise. Yeah, you've so got I've a man cave there movies. going on. What's that? You have a man cave going on there. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. So I got, I got a. Uh, <clears throat> I can actually show you some of the stuff. Um, so I got like th- these would be the the masks from like so one, oh, two, yeah. six. Yep. Um, one with hair. Uh, and then I got, you know, Friday the 13th, um, 6, 7, and Jason Goes to Hell, which, not my favorite films. Like I said, 6 and 4 are my favorites, but these are my favorite kind of looks. And then, like, I got the uh, Puppet Master, Screen News stuff. So, like, I, I got a couple of stuff, a couple of things in here. Werewolf in London, I think it's the best werewolf movie, you know, out there. It's up there. Um but uh, yeah, Werewolf, uh, Werewolf in London, and I would say Werewolf in London, The Howling, and Silver Bullet are my top three in that order. Um, Werewolf, so. Werewolf in London, and Silver, uh, and, and Howling are definitely in my in my top two. I, I don't know. Howling's great movie. Yeah, I love the first one with uh, oh my god, what's her name? Not, not Terry Gar, D Wallace. D Wallace, yeah, D Wallace is great. I mean, she's great in everything that she's ever been in Cujo, ET, all that stuff. Yeah, she yeah. She, she, she was a big deal for a while. Um, so what do you think of like these sort of these new movies where it's not entirely clear whether they were, there was actually something evil going on or the person's just lo- was losing their mind, like sort of the, uh, Midsommar, the witch, hereditary, um, lighthouse, although, I mean, in, in hereditary, it's very clear that it was a demon, but in, in some of the others, it's like the witch, I, Three people from from a podcast called Breaking the Apocalypse. They they all recommended it, and so I said to them, I said, I I really like The Witch. I'm glad I watched it alone because I don't know that anyone else in my household would have liked it. But listen, was she a witch all along? Was Black Philip really the de- devil, or did it just right. happen at the end? And each one of them gave me a different answer, which is both good. And bad because it, it meant I wasn't stupid that I wasn't clear on what it was, but you know, but I, I figured that there is an answer. So, what, what did you see? The witch? Uh, I did not see the witch. My wife seen it and told me to watch it. She said it was good. I didn't see that. I did see Lighthouse. I thought I, I enjoyed Lighthouse. Yeah, actually, you, I watched that movie kind of feeling insane because like they did such a good job at kind of making mm-hmm. it feel that way. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I like like the psychological horror stuff. Um, my wife is a bigger fan of the psychological horror stuff. I like it a lot. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, uh, like hereditary, that was great. Yep. And, um, I did like, I, I, so midsummer, I, I like, I understand it. Um, it wasn't really like my forte kind of thing, which is funny because then like in ring of honor, we kind of did like a midsummer like thing with the all white one. We did that at one point, but, uh, we uh it's uh it's interesting that's for sure like midsummer is definitely interesting i think there's a lot of elements in it that's like like oh yeah like this is kind of crazy you know what i mean like and like it has it has that like slow burn of like like how everything kind of like goes into play as the movie goes on which is like i i find that interesting so like here's me on midsummer i i i listen i've always known that there's things wrong with me but I'm watching this movie and I'm like, how stupid are these people? I mean, it, it, it took about 15 minutes for you to say, I don't feel bad. Whatever happens to them, they have coming. And then when finally 
She turns around. He's sewed into the bear suit and being lit on fire. And she turns around smiling. I laughed. And nobody else in the theater was laughing. I was just like, yes, that, these idiots, they, they, they deserve everything they got. I mean. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of red flags before it even got to, like, bear suit. You know what I mean? So it's almost like, I don't know, I think I would have, you know, I would have been out of there, you know. But, like, uh, you know, it's, it's yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird movie. It is. I mean, I know it's Scandinavian you know, like, and everyone's supposed to be nice. So, you know, you could be fooled for that. But, you know, I don't, I don't <laughs> but know. But, I mean. They, like, he made Hereditary first, right? And then he came out with that one. So I think, like, it was one of those things where, like, Hereditary was such a success that, like, it was just, like, you know, they came out with that, like, right away. Oh, and so good. I, I, you know, Midsommar wasn't as successful, you know, as Hereditary was. I don't think so. I don't um, I agree. So I think that was kind of, like, there, too. So, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, like, like, I love the psychological. I liked Lighthouse. I thought that was really interesting and different okay. movie um yeah but there, there's some there's a lot of good ones out there <laughs> did you um did you like uh antlers antlers i have not seen bateman said it was good bateman told me to check it out i haven't okay. seen it yet though um another one like i i've been trying to catch up to like even the new texas chainsaw like i haven't watched because i've just been away and stuff so like i gotta catch up on a lot of stuff if you liked uh, Halloween Kills, it. she said she liked it. There was, she said there's a couple things she didn't like, and she said I'll probably figure that out on my own. But like, if you liked Halloween Kills, I think you'll like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, they're sort of similar movies, except well, you might not because this one takes the frequency of the gore and the violence is more than Halloween Kills, but it's mm-hmm. you know. They, 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 there's also a, a woman in it who, who, you know, sort of positioned like a Sarah Connor. Like she's been, she's the survivor from 1974, whenever the first one happened. Right, right. She's been waiting 40 years or 50 years, her whole life to finally kill him. Meanwhile, there's only like eight people left in this town because the whole thing's been foreclosed on that. Right, right. The, the plot is basically some yuppies are going to come in and gentrify and try to make it a cool town, you know, for young, diverse people. But it's, you know, like, three hours from Dallas. So they're not going to be, you can have all the, the great things of the city, but you're not going to be in the city. That's their idea. Right, right, right. And so everyone else has pretty much left the town except for like five or six people, including one of them being Leatherface, who's basically catatonic. But he's like Michael Myers. The older he gets, he doesn't lose his strength. He doesn't need to move or anything. Yeah. Anyway, so there's a little bit of a plot there, but she, I mean, she's apparently spent this entire time planning, but actually had no plan. Um, which is a little disappointing. Uh, but uh, if you liked Halloween Kills, I, I, I mean, I like, I like Texas Chainsaw more than Halloween Kills, but you, you like Halloween Kills more than I did. So I don't know. It's an hour and a half. It's yeah. on Netflix. It's, it's not a big risk. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out for sure. It's a low um, investment. Uh, there was another uh, movie. I, God, I just had it in my head that I wanted to bring up and I totally forgot we'll get back to it if it comes back to that's fine that's why you, I mean you know. I landed on my head a lot this weekend <laughs> still going back to life that's right that, that's right who dropped you? Uh, a handful of people okay a handful alright that, 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 oh well, I guess that's an occupational hazard huh? so, so listen, are, are you um do you do any other projects? Do you do any TV or movies or anything else like that? 
So I did do a movie um, called Jungle Room where I played like a, uh, it was like a slasher film um, where I played like a mass, a mass killer uh, named Damon, um, which was done by Verdi Productions, uh, which is, they were located out of Rhode Island. They've done a couple different things. Um, they had uh, the movie The Vault that came out in, in theaters and stuff with like uh, William Forsythe and stuff like that. And uh, it was basically a story of a, um, like a, like an, like, a, like an old Indian tribe that um, had a ring that had some power to it. And Damon, who I play, is cursed. There's this curse over him with this ring. And uh, a bunch of college kids go on to a mansion on winter break, and they're like partying in the mansion. I'm looking for this ring. I come across the manor where they're, they're partying. And um, there's a room with all these like ancient artifacts, like like books and like head headdresses and all this different stuff. And I kind of have a sense that the ring could be here. Mm-hmm. So then I go to the manor and like you know, obviously there's all the kids partying, so I pretty much you know, you know, slash one by one through them looking for this ring, and maybe one of them have it on them. Um, and uh, Michael uh, Madsen is the narrator in it. Um, so uh, I did that. Um, I did do the vault um, where I got to work with uh, Chaz Palminteri, which was awesome because cool. the Bron- uh, Bronx Tale is one of my favorite films outside the horror genre. Um, so that was pretty cool. I was like in a prison yard with him and like and uh, him and uh, what's his name there from uh, Juice from uh, Sons of Anarchy there. Um, oh, uh, Theo Rossi. Yeah, yeah, Theo Rossi was an awesome dude i got to work with those guys and that was a cool experience so i've done a couple things i actually did a movie it's about a talking dog it's a kid's movie um daughter loved it but i uh, me and tommy dreamer actually did it together <laughs> and uh, i was just like a, you know i was like a bumbling guy guy in it and tommy dreamer played like a cop or an fbi agent and like we got to do a little like thing together in there which is really fun but all these are on like Amazon Prime and stuff like that, and all those different outlets. It's, it's, as long as you can get those credits towards that SAG after, that's 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 the goal. Yeah. Do, do, yeah, do yeah. you have that going? Are you in the guild? So yeah, so it's it's thing though where like it's it's a hard thing to. It's one of those things like it's just like wrestling. Like you can do both for sure, and if something comes up, but like it's almost like I'm so like. I'm so on the track with wrestling and trying to figure out that, that I haven't been able to hundred percent focus on any of the film stuff, um, you know, to kind of balance the, both of them. Like, especially right now, I'm trying to figure out what's going to happen with wrestling in general, sure. uh, where I can't really focus on the other, you know what I mean? So it's like, if, if, if a project comes up or I'm contacted, I, I'm all about it and I'll definitely do it. And I'll, you know, I'll be into it, but like, I'm not, necessarily like looking as hard as I probably could be or putting my time into it as much as I could be. Um, maybe at some point, you know, like, I, I don't know what direction, you know what I mean? It's just, it's uncertain. It's just like, you know, doing wrestling. It's well, I have an a plan and it's not just my plan, but you know how Andrew Yang was trying to, you know, he was talking about the union, the union, the union. I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody on listening to the show needs to understand why I don't think that will work. In wrestling, I think that only one company would survive that and would lead to less work, not more. However, there's absolutely no reason why you guys who are on episodic week-to-week television, why that shouldn't count. 
There's absolutely no reason for it. It's TV, right. and there's and there's no reason why that by itself. It shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't be a choice. Right. You, you know, you need three credits a year, I think, for SAG Astra. I mean, yeah. you're, I mean, most of most of these things run somewhere in the neighborhood of forty-five to fifty-two weeks a year. It's it's right. it, and that's what Andrew Yang should be working on. And and by the way, I I know that there are some people who you've probably heard of who are working on it and and I've been in contact with them not that I'm anyone with any power but I I am a lawyer in real life so I mean you know it's not like I can't do anything but um, but that that is something that that should be changed uh, just so that you guys have access to benefits just group rate sure, insurance sure. retirement plan you can I'm, I'm, yeah I, I get so tired of people telling me how well people do in the Indies and then Bobby Eaton dies without, you know, needs to go fund me for, for burial. I mean, it's, right, right. I watched that guy for 20 years, you know, it's, right, right. It, it's terrible, but all right. Well, it, it, it is terrible. And like, it, like the health insurance is like a big thing too, man, especially for like what we do. So that's why it's like, oh, it's sure. like, you know, my wife has the health insurance, you know, and it's yeah. like, I had like knee surgery last year, you know what I mean? And like, you know, I've had shoulder problems, you know, I've had to pay more money in medical bills coming up in the Indies than anything. So it's like, yeah, health insurance is a big thing to turn, especially when you're like, you know, especially now with me getting a little older. Yeah. Well, there are, there are, I, I tell you, there's people that are, that are looking into it and, and you, you know, some of them, I mean, I think you named one of them already. Um, so, you know, I don't know that there's really no reason that should change. And I think it's just, frankly, I think that's a sag after just not listening you know, right. uh, to that. but anyway, we digress or I digress. It's my fault. Any meanderings are always my fault. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, what are your other, you know, creative outlook? What, what's the, what's the other things that you like, you know, think about your other sort of hobbies that, you know, let's just call them alternatives that are, you know, like horror as an alternative, like, you know, do, do you read horror books also, uh, you know, or horror comics? Uh, I've never like, really been into um, books. I, um, I started to get into them a little more um, recently. Um, I think it was around like when we were doing like the um, the Ring of Honor bubbles, where I started to kind of because you kind of need to occupy your time yeah. for that like full week while you're there. So I think like then I started to get a little more into it and started reading some like you know like you know smaller books on like again like on true crime, like horror stuff, like all my like interests there. Um, um, I used to, I used to, like, I used to always draw and paint a lot when I was younger. Um, I haven't really recently, but like, I do like to make. And one thing I always wanted to get into that I never really pulled the plug on, and I do things here and there is make uh, make gear and like make. Uh, I I've created a lot of different stuff even for myself um, with you know just you know figuring out I can hand stitch really well. I Rocky on like uh, sewing machine. Um, I, I still need to like really put some time into it and try to practice. But like, I really kind of wanted to start like getting into that a little bit because I think like it's just a cool way to like if someone has like a, a, a vision of like oh this is like well, this is what I'm about or this is what this character would wear or whatever it is. Like I, I'm pretty good at like taking someone's vision and like picturing it and like giving them like because you know sometimes you give people you know this is what it is or this is my vision and like someone tries to put too much of their own spin on it but i could kind of take somebody's vision and like okay like like 
all right, I got your vision. What if we do this and like create this? So like, I like to be very hands-on creative. Like I like to do a lot of that different stuff. So it's like that kind of stuff. I kind of want to get a little more into and hopefully that I do, um, which could be possibly a cool thing to kind of get into that, like making uh, you know, wrestling gear or like, even if it was like costume wardrobe design on like films, like yeah. really cool. Like I always thought of like, man, I wish I went to the, um, Tom Savini school over there in Pittsburgh uh, with the makeup artist stuff. Like I like all that kind of stuff. Like, so, you know, like, you know, the in-ring stuff doesn't last forever. So maybe like, you know, eventually someday I could do some like kind of like, you know, designing, you know, designing costumes for characters or whatever it is. Like that's something I definitely would like to like get a little more into as time goes on. Yeah, it's really cool well, to, to make someone else's vision become a reality and to get it exactly yeah, yeah, how they want. I usually try to, like, you know, I, kind of, I like doing that. I like if someone has a vision and tell me it, like, I like, like, oh, you could wear this and you can, come, you can, you know, come up to this or, like, you know what I mean? Like, I like doing all that kind of stuff. Like, that's kind of, like, the thing I'm really into. Yeah, well, it makes sense taking something that, that's that's explained orally in your brain and converting yeah. it to three D. I mean, that that's right. And, and like it, for me, like always, like kind of coming up, like uh, even as a wrestling fan, like uh, I would always be big into like people's characters and like what they wore, or, like how you know what I mean. That was always a big thing to me, like oh, what their your gear looks like, or their jackets, the ring, or whatever it may be that they did. I was always big into that as a kid growing up all the time. You know, Ultimate Warrior I loved as a kid because he had like, what color is he going to wear this time? Or like, what is this stuff going to look like this? You know what I mean? I was big into that stuff. So I still am, so. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, the, the look is important. I mean, you know, <laughs> one man gang doing that whole thing and just, yeah, uh, yeah no, I mean, you know, uh, the, the the look is, I don't even remember the guy's name, but what, one day he just had a regular name, the next day he was the missing link. I mean, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and yeah, there you so, go. So, yeah. yeah, so that's that's something I like to get creative hands on like that, too. So that's something that I, uh, you know, have a kind of a passion for that's kind of like on the back burner right now you know but it comes out when i need it i guess you could say you know if i need if i need a new jacket or i need to change something out of my stuff i'll do it and i can do it you know by hand or whatever so that's stuff i kind of like if i give you a book suggestion will you read it sure okay so this is called the descent the author's name is jeff long you're going to ask me if it's related to the movie that came out and all, all i can tell you is that it's Loosely, 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 loosely based on the book. But it's the only book I ever read that actually scared me and, and kept me scared and interested throughout various parts of it. And I've read a bunch of Stephen King books and Dean Koontz. Yeah, and and yeah. Uh, I actually prefer Stephen King, uh, Stephen King's son's work, uh, Joe... Uh, Okay. Yes. Uh, what's his What's his name? I, it doesn't matter. But yeah, I, I know exactly. What you're talking about. He wrote heart, horns and and heart shaped box. Heart shaped box. I, th I thought was really good. Um, and they worked together on the the insider on on HBO, which was a uh, and uh, Mr. Mercedes, which yeah. is, uh, is uh, actually not bad shows. Pretty good shows. Um, but uh, okay, so it's called the descent. And the thing I like about it is not it's not just horror. It's also almost science fictiony in that it's it, it just explains everything that goes bump in the night with an almost plausible ex explanation i don't want to ruin anything for you but yeah yeah but if you if you 
I've referred it out. I've referred it to a lot of people, and nine out of ten of them loved it. One guy said it was okay. Um, so if you really like it, I'm, I'm I'm building a panel. It's like the Avengers. I'm like Thunderbolt for awesome. I'm building okay. a team because I need to talk about this book because I, I it's like if I was in a cult, it would be the Descent cult. But the author Jeff Long, he, he like ghosts. He, he blows me off. He he's got no time. <laughs> I, actually, I actually was talking to what I thought was Jeff Long on Facebook, but it's actually someone who like runs his fan club. And he's like, I gotta be honest, I haven't heard from him in years. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I'm, I'm divorced, That's but when I was married, my my ex wife, obviously. For my birthday, she she wanted to get him to sign something, and he goes to her too. So it's not just me. He's apparently apparently he's just one of those guys. But right, uh, right. anyway, it's good. By the way, there is a sequel, but it's I think the same way you were talking about Saw. Just don't. You're going to want to, but gotcha. don't. it's not terrible. It's just it's just not yeah, necessary. Yeah, not the same. The first was that good, yeah. And it also it like things that absolutely needed to be in a sequel weren't. Um, right. At least for me. So anyway, listen, The Descent, Jeff Long, it's cool. It is meaty, gotcha. though. You have, you, I mean, it's, it's one of those books where you do have to, you know, focus on every word. It's like a, cool. it's like a Neil Stevenson, Frederick Forsyth book. It's right. not, well, I'll it, make it a little harder for myself then to keep me busy. All right. Downtime. Yeah, and I'm going to, and, 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 you know, unless you change your number, I'm going to, yeah, I can, I can pester <laughs> you on it periodically. Um, all right. So any, like, you know, what's like a, great horror TV property that, that you've really enjoyed. And it can be, you know, these days, premiere TV, it can be like, you know, Netflix or Amazon or HBO Max or whatever. Uh, what, like, which one do I resort to the most that I think, like one of those outlets that I like to go to to catch stuff on there? Well, if somebody said to you, hey, Vincent, I, I you know, I have a six hour flight. What, what series you like, like I, I can dedicate 10 episodes to this. What, what should I watch? What should I watch that, that you think is, is scary and good quality? Um, so like the thing is, is like, like we talked about, I like a lot of older stuff. So I, I, I like, I, I always love Tales from the Crypt. So I would tell That's anybody good. to watch every episode of Tales from the Crypt if you can. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife actually rewatched them uh, about a year and a half ago. We watched all the episodes and seasons from Tales from the Crypt. So that's definitely one. I would I would suggest if anyone's a big horror fan to get Shudder because Shudder is awesome and it has a ton of horror movies that like people just don't even know about. Like I found out a lot of movies on there that I've never even seen or heard of that I've watched that I thought were pretty pretty decent. Um, so Shudder is a, is a must have. It's basically Netflix but all horror stuff um, for those who don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say like like yeah, I would say like Tales from the Crypt all day. I would I would. That would be my series of like, if you need, want to watch a series, like watch that. Like, cause it's, it's still like, I've watched it. It still holds up, man. A lot of those episodes are still great. Still great to this day. Um, Twilight Zone, some of those still hold up. What's that? Twilight Zone, some of those still hold up. Oh yeah, Twilight Zone's good too. Yeah, Twilight Zone's good. Yeah, one of my favorite rides, the Tower of Terror at Hollywood Studios. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I don't know if I was ever on that one. I'm not sure. I was, uh, you know, when, when I went to those places, I, the, I, my kids were smaller, so probably we had yeah, a lot yeah. of talent yeah. Um And now I probably would just be a sort of, a, I'd probably have a heart attack or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm trying to think of what, uh, so recently I saw Chapel Weight, which is, I didn't realize it at the time, but it's like a prequel to Jerusalem's Lot. 
um, okay. which they remade the movie. They haven't released it yet. Um, are you into sort of like the superhero horror movies? Like, are you looking forward to New Blade? Are you looking forward to Morbius or Mobius? See, no, I didn't. I never got into the Blade movies at all. Never. No, no, I'm not. I'm not even big like that. Big into uh, superhero movies in general. That's um, fair. I actually, you know, it's weird. I love Batman, mm-hmm. and I loved you know the '89 Batman. Sure. I mean, I grew up on it, so right. obviously I'm gonna love it. Yeah. And uh, I loved like Dark Knight. I loved the very first Spider-Man movie. Um, I did watch the newest Venom movie, and I loved it. I thought Woody Harrelson was fantastic as Carnage. Um, his performance, you know, being crazy was amazing. Um, I thought he was really good. Um, I liked that movie a lot. Um, but there's, there's a, uh, you know, but like I've never seen like um, Fantastic Four or any of that. I've yeah, never you, seen those. You, you don't um, need to see the Fantastic Four. The first one isn't terrible. The second or, one's terrible. Or any, you see recently the movie Eternals um, yeah which was uh, interesting um, let me tell you Eternals actually broke my heart Be- yeah you didn't like it um, I didn't hate it but it's because I couldn't let myself it's like yeah. I have this thing with Aquaman that while I watched Aquaman like I realized it wasn't great but I enjoyed it while I watched it but the second I left I realized I hated it Eternals it's taken me months to get there and this is why because the whole concept of Eternals is like everything I'm into. I mean, the Eternals, they're really the Watchers or the Anunnaki, whatever you want to call them. Right. The Celestials, they're, you know, the ancient gods, the Titans, whatever. I love all that stuff, you know, manipulating, you know. But, the, I mean, they made Gilgamesh, not even Gilgamesh. I mean, it didn't even make, you know, I know it's from comic books and and, and that's not what the property was. I never knew the comic. I don't even remember the comic existing. But... The whole concept of it was like all for me. I felt like it, it was like for me, but it wasn't. And it and it it, it failed on too many levels. But uh, I still like that's something where I think if someone took the same ideas and actually made my movie instead of yeah. what they made, it would rock. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't mind. So like, that's the thing. I think I just didn't mind it because like, you know, I'm you know, I don't know much right. about any of it. So that's why, like, I was like, okay, this is tough. This is pretty cool, you know, yeah. but... Like, no one um, knew any yeah. of the heroes. So there was a, like, you know... So you you weren't yeah. disappointed because there's no one that you were invested in and and, and it didn't... And you weren't tied to the whole MCU. It, right, right, right. Like, but, like, you know, I like... But then I'll go into, like, I like, like, the Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. I like the Fighter movie. Like, I like all that kind of stuff, you know? Well, some uh, things are just fun. I mean... Spawn was pretty good. I liked the Spawn movie. That was yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really well done. Um, but like, you know, I watched it. thought it was good. I've seen it a few times, but like, it's not like, a, like oh, I want to watch Spawn. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, superhero movies are kind of like that to me. Yeah. But, Spawn like, once was I, enough. Dark Man once was enough. Blade, the first Blade. I I, I think you'd like Blade. Uh, I, I saw the first Blade. I saw the first Blade. Okay. But um, it just... I, no. I wasn't into it. No, okay. no. I'm not even... It's Here's the crazy thing. I'm not even big into vampires and Lost Boys is my favorite movie of all time. It's weird. But yeah. I think, like, again, we talked about it. Like, I think it's the aesthetic, the music, all everything about it. It's just, there's a different vibe to it, you know? But I, I but I, you know, like, Interview with a Vampire, I think is good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, uh, but I wasn't very huge into like vampire movies at all. You don't have to be. It's okay. But there's a lot Fright of bad Night. ones. Fright Night, I love. Fright Night, I love. Mm-hmm. So Dust to Dawn's pretty good. Dust to Dawn's good. So you know what I mean. So there's it's like weird with me in those <laughs> vampire movies I guess uh, well when you when you when it's not so much a vampire movie as the vampire just happens to be the monster and the supernatural like shoot him up right. it's, it's done by right. Robert Rodriguez or Quentin Tarantino then it, you know it, it's just a vehicle right 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 yeah you're not like worried where do vampires come from and, uh, and does the cross really burn them and why they, you know it's just, right. it's, it's just fun you're just there for the ride and Selma right. Hayek dancing which is always a winner. I mean, you know, um, yeah, but, but I like, I am with you. I, I mean, I love vampires. I'm obsessed with vampires, but I agree that there's not a lot of good vampire properties out there, period. Right. TV, movies, right. books. Um, yeah, I mean, but, but there are some good, you know what I mean? Like I said, like Lost Boys, Fright Night, yeah. uh, Dustful Dawn. Um, I did like, Vampires with James Woods. I thought that was kind of a fun movie. Uh, it was a fun one, you know. But uh, that was like your classic, like like Cross and like the whole nine yards of that, you know. But um, yeah, I was never big into Blade. Never well, big into Blade. That's the John Bart. Carpenter one, Vampires, right? What's that? That's the John Carpenter movie. Yes, correct. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Well, you like you like John Carpenter, so I mean, yeah, of course correct. it's good. And correct. and. You know, James Woods, when he was a famous actor, is not, I mean, now he's famous for other things. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, and it's, you know, but I don't know. I, I really try as, as much as possible to, to separate the art from the artist. Right, right. Of course. I, I don't know if that's right or wrong. It's just, I mean, you can't, you can't enjoy, you can't enjoy anything eventually because we, I mean, on some level we all suck. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, you know, Will, William Hurt died a week ago and everyone's saying RIP and yes, rest in peace. But like, you know, no one's talking about how he like beat the shit out of his ex-wife for, for 15 years and, and she couldn't scream because she was deaf. You know, it's like, you know, he, he right. literally had a, had a, a, a prisoner and then he had substance abuse problems. So it's, it's mitigating and, you know, but, you know, apparently he was a loathsome person, but no one's talking about that. And I'm, I'm sort of glad nobody's talking about it. I mean, right. I don't, I don't really want to litigate someone's life, in, 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 you know, in death and, you know, unless they change the, the course of world history, you know, of course. not just some movies, getting, you know, I don't want to get too deep here. You know, we're supposed to be talking about horror and, and fun stuff. Um, so what are there any things that you're looking forward to that, that are coming out soon and any uh, movies or whatever that you, you're aware of? Uh, um. My my wife wants to see a new horror movie that I think we might be going to see this week. That X. Yes, I had a feeling. Yes, so I think we're going to see that this week. So that's the newest. Like she wants to see it. Um, I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, let's go see it. So uh, we did just recently see the new screen. didn't love it, didn't hate it. Right. Uh, like, like one of those things. You um, seem like you hate a lot of things. Tell me something you hate. A movie that I hate, The Village. Yeah. The Village, okay. Yeah. Hated that movie. That's the M. Night Shyamalan one? Yeah, I hated that movie. Yeah, yeah. That, that pretty so much almost said, ended his career. Yeah, so there you go. Something I hate, The Village. I hated Good. it. I saw it in theaters. 
And the previews, you know, it was kind of like, you know, you thought there was like monsters or something in the woods. Or, I don't know. It just had a different vibe in the previews. And then I saw it. And I was like, I hate this movie. Yeah. No, and, I, uh, I hate yeah, it. So that's, that's a movie I hated. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. People are looking forward to X. It's, it, I mean, it sort of sounds like a little bit like the movie that you, that you were in, the, where you, you know, someone's looking yeah. for some relics and like there's a bunch of people yeah. there hanging out and, you know, then the killing begins. Yep, yep, yep. So we're going to see that this week, and, uh, you know, hopefully that's a good one. So we'll see. I loved Ghostbusters Afterlife. I didn't see it's not it. Not really a horror movie, but yeah. Ghostbusters Afterlife was an amazing movie, and I think everyone should see it once. I'll see it. It's so well done that I was like, great movie. It, it'll be free soon enough on my system. It's, yeah. still, it's still on yeah. pay per view. I, I can wait a month. It's okay. Yeah, great uh, movie. I'm what I. I do you check out like any of like the premiere TV like like they do like miniseries of like like four to six episodes now? Um, not really, not really. So like I, I see like for me, like I my attention span can't even sit through a series. Sometimes like I'll like everybody was like, oh, you should watch Righteous Gemstones, and I started watching it, and I got through like a couple episodes, and then. That was it. <laughs> and I didn't like watch it through. Like, my attention span's not good for that. I can sit <laughs> through a movie all okay all day. But, like, you know, between like leaving, coming home, leaving, coming home, and like just being home, I want to like chill and just, I just can't keep up with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. I wish I could because I mean, there's a lot of good series that I'm missing. I don't know. But, like, Sons of Anarchy, my, my wife watched all of it. I didn't watch any of it. And, you know, so it's like certain, I just can't sit through like long series for some reason. It's okay. So, so does your yeah. crew, like, you know, Bateman, Vita, Dutch, you know, Chuckles, if I'm allowed to say Chuckles, do they, do they, uh, do they also share your, your love of horror? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like me and Dutch, that's how we kind of became uh, close buddies was they had these horror conventions in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Uh, Monster Mania, they're called, and um, for a while, uh, another friend of ours, um, he uh, kept telling me, "Oh, come to the horror conventions. It's just like you know, Dutch and I, are, uh, you know, come hang out and spend the night there at the hotel. That's the the conventions downstairs from the hotel. It's a good time. You know, we all hang out and uh, you know have beers, or whatever, and go down. And like eventually, I went to one." Like me and Dutch hit it off right away. We have this, we love the same exact movies. We're like literally in that, that kind of, uh, we're like the same person as far as the <laughs> sense of like what we like as far as horror movies and stuff. How and many beers can stuff. Dutch drink? Oh, he, he could crush. <laughs> yeah, he can crush. A, he's he an enormous a, man. Yeah, he's a big man. He has a big boy and very agile for his size. He's very agile say. for any size, but he's. But, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, Bateman, same thing. Bateman, Bateman is a big, uh, big time true crime guy, um, but loves horror films as well. I mean, that's why we, we, you know, we talk every day. You know, we're always talking to each other. You know, we have just the same common interests, and I think that's why you know the righteous works so well is because you know we we all like the same stuff, and that's kind of like you know a, a key point to anything really. Um, Chuckles, I have no idea. I didn't really get to know Chuckles that well. Um, so they put, time that they put you with him huh? or him with you. It, w- it wasn't your choice. Uh, no, they asked, um, if, you know, I thought he'd be a good fit and I did aesthetically and then it yeah. just, you know, things just didn't work out. Sure. And, um, 
you know, he kind of disappeared. Honestly, I haven't heard from him or had anything about him since. Gotcha. And, uh, Vita, um, as far as I know, she likes horror films, but like Vita as well. Like I didn't really get to know, no, um, that much. Um, like Bateman and, and Dutch and I just kind of, you know, you know, Dutch, I knew prior before that and Bateman and I hit it off. First time I ever met Bateman, it was in Vegas when he came in and he did like a, he did a one shot for ROH, but it was like, I think right before he got signed and like, you know, we had already been kind of like, you know, you know, social media buddies in a way, you know, like, you know, we knew we liked our, our similar aesthetics and like knew we were into the same stuff. So when I met him in Vegas, finally, um, you know, we hit it off right away and he's, you know, a great guy. Bateman's very great and uh, a super talented dude too. That's great. That's fantastic. That's that's really cool. That's 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 interesting to me about Vita and, and Chuckles also. But Vita because like you know, your your act is a little bit Manson, a little bit Joker, a little bit of this, and she's got a little bit of Harley Quinn in her. You know, in in, in that, uh, and that's funny. You don't even really know each other. She legit, she legit works. Like you know, she really she does stuff for the circus on the road and stuff, which is. Uh, pretty interesting you know um so that's where all that like aerial stuff like comes from and stuff she can do so um but so i could see that i guess yeah <laughs> uh, are you mad at seth rollins for stealing your your act what what is he what is, I, I don't know I didn't, I didn't see it you know he comes out i mean he does the outrageous clothes thing more you know but he, he sometimes he tries to do the the sort of like the, the mad joker thing oh yeah no i mean he's great I always say that I always say my my auto die my auto type says I type in Seth and the computer just knows Seth Rollins ruins everything. So that's, that's, that's I'm sure he's great. I mean I'm sure he's a cool guy. I know he's a great wrestler. It's I've seen just, the outfits and I think the outfits are amazing. Actually, yeah, that there's a lot of dedication to to, to yeah. finding that. I mean. I, I'll, I'll give him. I'll give him that. But, okay, I won't hate him on too much here. It's, it's I'm, a, I'm a big wardrobe guy, so I find his wardrobe fascinating. <laughs> I, yeah, I was listening. I know. I know. Maybe hey, listen. Maybe you could work with him on that. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I mean, he he stole your move, so I mean, it's the least he can yeah. do is, is is throw some wardrobe work your way, give you a little creative, you know, something or other. Um, yeah. All right, that's that's very cool. So yeah, the descent. That's that's the homework I'm giving to you. Do you want to give me any oh. homework? Um, let's see. God, I don't know. I feel like you've seen a lot of films that I have seen. Have you ever seen the movie The Fun House? Yeah, but a million years ago. The, the Fun House. Do you remember any of it? Was there like a, a what was the Jack of Oh God, Jack in the Box? Was it like a like a Jack? In, no. Also, then, watch the Fun House. That's yours. Okay, so the okay. Fun House, the nineteen, I think it was a, I think it was an early eighties or late seventies. Okay, I believe it was. It's like an eighty-two, but like watch, watch the Fun House. Fun House, yeah. got it. I will, I will do I will, it. That's think what, about it. That's my pledge too. I will, I will watch okay. the Fun House. Did you see um, Snow Dead or Dead Snow? And then there was a second one, Dead Snow, Red versus Dead. I have not. No, I have not. Okay, they're funny. I, I mean, I think they're still on Netflix, so they should be available free. So the first one is entirely in, it's either Swedish or, or Norwegian. I, I don't know which one. Um, but I guess it was successful enough that the second one picks up where the, the first one ends, 
but it's in English. Uh, it's probably dubbed. And and I've seen like the guy who was a star, like I've seen him as like a, a bit actor in some other, you know, roles on like other, you know, how Netflix like, like produces yeah. almost no U.S. shows, but they buy like all like European shows and Korean right. shows now. So I've seen him on some of that. Anyway, so basically Snow Dead is, is well, a bunch of, you know, four, like two couples, but the Nogs have the couples. It might have been six of them. They go up to a cabin in the middle of nowhere in the forest. And what do they find? Well, of course, they find Nazi gold. And what does Nazi gold do? Well, it awakens Nazi zombies, of course. Um, and then the second one, I don't think I'm spoiling anything by saying red versus dead, that, you know, how do you battle Nazi zombies? And that's with, well, Nazi, you know, red red Soviet Stalin uh, zombies. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, so it, it it's a lot of silliness and fun. And, and uh, yeah. <laughs> It's you know if 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 you if you can't sleep one night and you have you know four hours to kill, uh, someone also uh, there's something called I think it's called Iron Mountain, and this movie was crazy. This is a I can't decide if it's if it's racist or it's just irreverent, but basically the 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 plot is that there's that Nazis really had a base on the moon and like there's been like three generations of them that are still there so. They don't know any different. They, 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 you know, they, they've been raised only on this Nazi base, which is the shape of a swastika on the moon. And, but, you know, but the higher echelons, they're planning like to invade Earth again, just out of the population of these three generations. And in, uh, in the beginning, they find a U.S. astronaut who, of course, is black. Um, so none of them have ever seen, you know, a, a black man before. I mean, so they're, you know, and one, and one of the, the women kisses him and falls for him. And, you know, I don't know. It just goes through a whole bunch of craziness. Yeah. It, sounds insane. <laughs> it, it's insane. I think it's meant to be insane, but then the, there's a sequel, which made me think that maybe it's, I don't know. It's, there's a hollow earth and there's real and all, you know, all the stuff that like PJ and I love to talk about. Yeah. Uh, the problem with all the stuff that PJ and I love to talk about is that if you, talk to the wrong person for too long or open the wrong door, it almost always leads to white supremacy, you know? So you just have to know when to shut that door and, you know, hammer it. Yeah. I mean, I I learned this recently. I'm 53. I just learned this a few weeks ago that the the word Aryan, A-R-Y-A-N, that's what ironic people's, referred to themselves for thousands of years and just in the last less than a hundred years it's it's been corrupted for, you know like this is the name of a people and they can't use it anymore because people think of like the Aryan nation it's just I mean I know none of this stuff yeah. <laughs> this is none of- okay well th- well don't follow PJ into these rabbit holes that that, that I'm already in because it's it's uh it's scarier than any, any horror movie, but I mean, it, it, if you did it a little bit, you would you would probably understand why I invested so much in Eternals and why it let me down so much. Eternals, yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah. I mean, I was more like the Eternal thing. I was just more like, just kind of like I thought the girl like with the like the like, how she like raced around was cool. Like yeah. you know, I just kind of like Macari, like that, the art of it. Yeah, I didn't, you know, didn't think much of it, but yeah, definitely. Uh, watch the fun house um which is a great film um a horror movie back in the 80s um uh, there's another one that like i just don't understand how cersei had two love interests in the movie and had zero chemistry with either of them 
Yeah, so yeah, I, like even so, so even like the story of like in that Eternals movie, I didn't even pay attention to. Like I was just so into just like okay, so this person has this superpower, this person has this superpower. Just because like again, I'm not into that stuff, so it's kind of like one of those things where I'm just like watching it for the like, all right, what's cool? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't know. That's just me though. That's just like you know, that's the kind of stuff that. Uh, well, I know you're yeah. also a geologist, so. You tell you tell me when a planet-sized robot hatches out of the core of the Earth, even though it doesn't fully materialize, doesn't it still destroy the Earth once it hatches out of the core of the Earth? All I thought of was short circuit when you said robot <laughs> to Earth, so, which is a great film. Yeah, short circuit's fun. Uh, yeah, it's great. So Funhouse, Funhouse is my assignment. Listen, if you think of the other one, you can t- you can text it to me. I I, I promise I'll do it. So, okay. so when we follow up on the descent, and you can test me on on the movies, and I, I won't disappoint you. Um, who else is like has like you know in in of your colleagues future present that like have sort of like the sort of creative bent or do, do they all like like a creative as far as like like a creative vision? Yeah, um, yeah you yeah, just yeah. say that you could just be like. Whoa, you really know a lot about that shit and you and you can make it happen. Um, I mean, yeah, I feel like a lot of people, you know what I mean? It's hard to like I hate to discredit anybody, you know what I mean, and not mention you know, it's a ton of people I can mention. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just think everybody has their own um visions of, of, of what creative is to them, you know what I mean, and what they like, you know, and, and uh, you know, there's 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 a ton of people that like ah, like I always find like to be um, so creative. Uh, you know, I always thought like um, um, I'm trying to think of somebody that like you wouldn't have generally like you know like okay, of course, you know, like I'm trying to think of somebody right, that, like like Bray is somebody. is someone that you go of course, right, 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 of course, like you know who's fantastic. And a lot of those guys, you know. Um, with somebody like recently that I think has has been um, very creative um, with their stuff, uh, you know, it's like I said, it's hard because I think like a lot of people that I've been around, honestly, like you know, like even to like like PCO, you know what I mean? Like he he knows what his thing is, and he's super creative in his his way and how he does things, which I find fascinating. That and I find it fascinating that he was he's able to keep up with all those little videos he does all the time, which is like really you know what I mean? Like really interesting to be like wow, you know, like, like this guy knows what his thing is and what he's trying to put out. And he, and he, continuously does it you know what i mean which is like you got to commit a lot to, to a lot of that stuff that you know between the editing and between like shooting stuff and like you know i just find that kind of stuff and that like that kind of hustle that people do to just try to get their their, their stuff out there or who they are out there yeah. is very interesting and there's a lot of guys that that have done that you know like i always thought like you know you know a guy that i feel like you know, I feel bad, you know, after the Ring of Honor stuff, like a Brian Johnson, who was, you know, at Ring of Honor, who mm-hmm. kind of started to find his groove, and, you know, was getting creative with himself, and as far as, like, you know, he had, like, a little special entrance, entrance he did in, uh, it was Philly, and I thought it was really cool, and it was cool to see him do it, because, like, I remember Brian, when he was doing, like, tryouts, and he, like, didn't know who Brian Johnson was, right. and, like, for him to kind of, like, you know, kind of hit like kind of like a creative like stride a little bit there towards the end. And like, you know, I think like, you know, because I feel like he's a guy who, should, you know, 
should be mentioned. You know, he works hard, and I know, like, you know, there's just there's just so many different guys that like are so creative that like it's 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 cool to see so many different you know people and characters out there that I just think are are awesome because like it's all the versions of themselves and just like you just see like evolutions of everybody too like different like layers to what they're you know what they're trying to do creatively so there's a ton of people man how did dan Housen actually channel andy kaufman woody allen and uncle leo from seinfeld into one demon dan Housen is like he's great and like you know i i you know and i'm talked with Dan Housen before and a uh, great guy. And, uh, you know, he just has that, like, you know, he's got he's a ton of ball of personality. You know what I mean? I remember when Dan Housen was like doing the, you know, kind of the horror stuff before he kind of found his, found his groove with the, you know, what he's doing now. And just like, it's cool. Cause it's like, you know, it's right up my alley. You yeah. know, me, another, another guy who like, we like the same stuff. You know what I mean? We like all that same stuff. Um, same movies. We talk about all those same movies all the time, but like, he's got that like Elvira chop top, you know, kind of blend there where it's like, you know, I could see him on like a, like an Elvira show, you know, like a Dan Housen show, you know, I could definitely see that, you know, like on a mainstream thing, you know, people love it. And the face paint's such a great, marketable thing you can put it on everything yep. which he has done you know yes, coffee mugs whatever you name it like the guy has done like such a great job at creating that you know like we talked about earlier those like you know like a hellraiser world like there, there's this like you know he created his own like danhausen world you yeah. know what i mean which is which is like great you know what i mean it's cool and he's doing great and uh yeah it's, it's awesome to see like you know a guy like that because i i know he was like when he first started he was like looking for what he was doing now and like it just it was cool because i i was able to see it like kind of grow over time you know along with a lot of other people i'm sure feel the same way but like it's cool that he finally kind of you know is you know everyone knows who dan has it is, you yeah, know so I mean? he finally got his blip of money um, yeah, oh, you know who's got to be? The merchandise machine, man. The guy comes out with like shirts all the time. They're great shirts, dude. Like, I have to think Tommy End is into all of this stuff. You know, Malachi Black. He's got to be. Into oh yeah, all. yeah, Malachi Black too. I, I, you know, even him. Like he, he, he always puts out great stuff. You know what I mean? I'm a big fan of like you know his vibe and stuff. And uh, um, you know, he's very creative in that aspect. You know, and he's created, um, you know, another. Another thing where it's like it's his own world, you know what I mean? Where it's like mm-hmm. his own, you know, he's, he's got that. He's He knows what he's, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's great. And, like, I love, like, the entrance. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. And we talked about how I'm a big fan of, like, the aesthetic of things. And, like, he's, you know, got, you know, the, the mask is really cool. Like, it's, it's, it's just cool, man. There's a lot of creative guys out oh, there. And, like, Yellow Jackets. That's a TV show that you would like. It's it's only one season so far. I think it was on Epics. I don't want, but it's it's a it's a little bit like. Uh, did you see the movie The Ritual? Uh-huh. Uh, is that Anthony Hopkins? N- no, that's the right. Um, the right. The Ritual. I I couldn't even tell you who was in it. I recognize a couple of the guys, but basically it's four guys hiking, and basically they're stalked by a Wendigo, um, which is great. Uh, um. And I saw it and Antlers sort of close to each other, approximately. And and Antlers is another Wendigo movie, or I think it is anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I I really liked it, but uh, Yellow Jackets is 
a little bit like that, a little bit like Alive. I, I don't know. It's it's one of those where you've got dual stories, one from when the, these girls were, they were going to be a championship team in, in on a high school level. Their plane went down, uh, but most of them survived and not exactly sure, but clearly there were some cultish things going on and some cannibalism. And then we also have the, the, the present day story. One of them is running for state Senate. Somebody is blackmailing them. We're not sure who. I, oh man, you just brought Alive was the, the, the old movie, right? Yeah. Where the plane crashes. Wow, what a crazy movie that was. Too. Yeah. yeah, wow, I forgot about that. I just mentioned it. Yeah, in the Andes, clearly. The, uh, the, yeah, the that's, soccer that's team. A, that's movie. A movie. Yeah, that's, and, that, and that one's based on a true story. So that one's uh, double crazy. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of cool stuff there. No, I've, I've no doubt that you encounter a lot of really creative people. And then, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I love if, you know, when PJ can broker it, if you can broker it and, you know, I, like I told you, I mean, like thinking it's cool when you guys are, you know, free to introduce yourselves as, you know, being, you know, from impact or ring of honor or whatever, but if people, they don't want to, I, you know, I'll cloud chase all, I'll cloud chase all day long, but I don't need to, I do this for fun. So, so if someone wants to use their real name or a fake, fake name, that's fine too. I, Nobody, nobody needs to know what it is. They just want to talk about the occult, or they love the Book of Enoch, or Greek mythology. I'm, I'm, I'm all about those kinds of things. I have a very uh, curious mind. Uh, I know not much about it. I just love horror movies. That's right. That's right. You're, you're here for you're here for horror. That's okay. You know, anything else would just be that would just be whipped cream on top of it. No, you're here for horror, and you deliver, my man. So. No, it's, it's very cool. We talked a little wrestling. Uh, hopefully we'll talk about Funhouse and Descent uh, in the not-too-distant future. And if you need anything, you, lo- you let me know. If you're in, in, if you're in town, I, I uh, owe you a crab cake. And, and you know, if your wife travels with you, I owe you both a crab cake. Thanks, man. Appreciate it very much. You got it. All right, man. All right. Thanks so much for, for taking the time. I really appreciate it. And have a good night. You do the same. Uh, folks, obviously heard recording stops. So that was Vincent from Impact and Ring of Honor Wrestling, also the Horror King. So uh, you're going to also hear his music. He owns the music, so he's kind enough to let us use it as the outro. So this is with permission. Uh, check you all next week. To get Victorians back to work and grow the economy, 
Jobs Victoria is backing small businesses and job seekers. There are free services to help employers find and hire staff, including up to $20,000 wage subsidies. And for job seekers, there's free support to connect you to jobs, training and careers counselling. So if you're looking for work or workers, Jobs Victoria is ready to back you. Find out more at jobs.vic.gov.au. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne.